And welcome in, everybody, to a special edition of the Bears Coaches Show here with General Manager Ryan Pace. A pleasant good evening, everybody. This is PNC Studios at Hallis Hall. We're brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants. Uh, Matt Nagy's got some work to do tonight, Ryan, his coaching staff. So short week and you're pinch hitting and uh, that's a that's a big move by the general manager tonight to spend a whole hour with us. But it's appreciated. And I know your time is valuable, too, but um, that, that's a nice, nice move. Yeah, you know, I'm, a nice I'm move. Forward. I mean, I'm happy to help out. I think one of my jobs this time of year is to eliminate distractions. And I feel like I'm doing that for the coaches tonight. Yeah, yeah. no question about it. And uh, with a short week and uh, so much building into this game, I, I love how Matt is putting uh, this in context, this particular game, because it's very easy to say, oh, my God, it's the Bears Packers week one year opener 100. But you can't do that. And, and the evidence was found in last year's game at Green Bay. Same story, you know. It's a brand-new coaching staff. You know, you want to make a good first impression. But it's such a long season. Not to diminish the impact of a home game in the division. Those are important. But you got to put everything in, in, in the right context. I think you're right, Jeff. I think I think he's done a good job of kind of striking that balance of, you know, respecting the rivalry to historic franchises, everything that goes with that. But also understanding, hey, it's the first game of the season. All right, so – Many times I've heard you, and we've spoke a lot th- this year because of uh, the 100 and all the different events and so forth, but you and Matt both sought to try and keep that momentum going. Don't let the missed field goal in the, Phil- in the Philadelphia game ruin what was built. And so do you feel that you've accomplished that, keeping the momentum going from the time that happened to where we're at right now? I do, and that's been a focus of ours, and I think you can go to – you know, start with staff hires, you know, Chuck Pagano and a lot of the defensive hires and carry that right into free agency and the moves we made into the draft, into the offseason program, into training camp, into the preseason. And we do feel like the momentum's going. And like I said today, there's there's a good vibe in the building right now. And I think it's a it's a good blend between excitement and focus. Yeah, I tell you what, you've been out in the city a little bit, too, you know, in your downtime, which is not not that much, but you, you feel the vibe, too. In the city. Yeah, you know, I think, you know, our fans have been waiting for this for a long time, and they deserve a winning team. And, you know, we, we got a lot of young guys. Uh, you know, we got a good culture, and uh, we got a lot of momentum behind us. I mean, we haven't really done anything yet, um, but I think, uh, like I said, the vibe is good in our building. Yeah, we're going to touch on all those uh, other intangibles, you know, including the culture and, and what you guys have done with the roster. And, and shaping that roster, um, I think the cut was probably going to be the most difficult one you've ever had in, in your years as a general manager. But um, And you got a bunch of guys back on the practice squad. So even those guys, you, you never know. You know, those guys get rotated in, in at some points during the season. And those are valuable guys right there. So do you feel that despite the fact you had to make these cuts, you still managed to collect the guys you really, really wanted? Yeah, it's, it's kind of an emotional weekend when you go through those cuts. And, you know, that that's a lot of players you're talking to. And then uh, – you get past that stage, and then there's the 24-hour period where you're really holding your breath, you know, hoping these guys clear to your practice squad. And we feel good about the way it all transpired, and uh, you know, we feel strong about our practice squad. And again, I think you know, as we've built the depth and the talent of the team, Jeff, um, the cuts become harder. Um, I, I feel like our practice squad becomes more talented, uh, and they all push each other. And that competition is important. And heavy at certain positions on the roster, but you've been talking about this too. You're going to take the best 53. Yeah, we really are. And I think one position that applies to is the inside linebackers. We kept six inside linebackers. That is a little heavy. Normally you keep, you know, around four. Um, But you think about the talent there. You think about the special teams contribution coming from that position. 
And that's an area where we said, hey, let's keep the best players. Yeah, linebackers that can run. Like a Josh Woods, the, the grin on his face is unbelievable in the locker room. I mean, this is a guy who loves the game. Yeah, you think about, you know, his history, his safety at Maryland. He came here on a rookie minicamp tryout. We didn't sign him. We invited him back for the second minicamp, and we signed him off of that. And he's put on weight and maintained his speed, uh, transformed a linebacker very well. And I think when I look at that group as a whole, from number one to number six, they all can run. You said it. And I think that's something we've improved a lot over the years is team speed, uh, which really helps us on defense and really helps us on special teams. Yeah, you know, speed kills. That's there's no you can never have too much speed. Uh, and as much as you've done with this roster, and I think there's 48, 48 players that you brought in. So th- this is your team now. Like there are four guys. You know what I'm saying? I mean, in terms of what you're looking for, and then you throw in the practice squad guys. Um, it, but the journey is so. I mean, can you even think about the moment you got here and where you're sitting at right now, five years later? How how long and how tedious it is yeah. to get – you can win or lose along the way. That's irrelevant to what you're looking for, that you know in your heart of hearts, the intangibles, the mindset, all those traits that you guys seek in players that go beyond their, their physical abilities to finally be there, you know, it, it, in terms of what you're really looking for. How, how does that make you feel yeah. as a general manager and what your staff has helped you put together? Yeah, Jeff, I think, you know, it, it takes a long time to, to, you know, to get it to get it going. And I think it's a credit to a lot of people in our building and a lot of hard work throughout our building. And the entire scouting staffs, you know, starting with Josh Lucas and Champ Kelly, Mark Sadowski, Jeff King, pro scouts, college scouts. Um, and it's been a it's been a build over a lot of years, and but we're not there yet. You know, we we know that we're always trying to improve our roster, always fine tuning, always tweaking. But you said it that it's not just the talent; it's the type of people we have and, and the culture we have, and on our roster and, and with our with our staff. And you can feel it throughout the building. And I think now it's to the point where we, you know we there's a standard, and our, and our scouts know it. When we're in the draft room and we're talking about players we're acquiring, there's a standard that we've set. And uh, we don't want to deviate from that. And one of the poster boys for that, uh, poster men, because he's a man, is, is Cody, Cody Whitehair. And, you know, after the media got through the interview with him yesterday, I walked over there. He literally lifted me off the ground, gave me this huge bear hug, showing this rare emotion, <laughs> you know, in terms of, of that uh, interaction. Uh, just thrilled beyond belief. But the whole locker room was thrilled for him. Those are one of those rare moments, right? That's what I love seeing was the team's response to that because you can tell how well-liked he is in the locker room. And he's a great player, but he is, I mean, you talk about captain's class and a lot of those traits we talk about. He is unselfish, team player, um, uh, water carrier behind the scene. What I mean, he's not afraid to do the dirty work that nobody notices behind the scenes. And he's a glue guy for our team. And uh we couldn't be happier for him and his wife. They're expecting a baby on the way. And it's just a, it's a special time in his life, uh, a special time for our team. And I think our team notices that when you reward the right guys, that's noticed by the locker room. And that's important for us. General manager, sorry, general manager, Ryan Pace, our guest here on Bears Coaches Show, filling in for Matt Nagy and his coordinators tonight. It's brought to you by Whipfleet CPAs and consultants in time for a check of WBBM's traffic and weather together in the eights. Good evening to Abby Ryan. The following is a presentation of the Chicago Bears Network. Now on News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM, 
This is the Bears Coaches Show, a special Labor Day edition featuring the general manager of the Bears, Ryan Pace. The Bears Coaches Show is brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants, Advocate Healthcare, Verizon, and Miller Lite. Now, from Hallis Hall, here's the voice of the Bears, WBBM's Jeff Joniak. Oh, man. Um, I'm so ready to hit somebody other than my teammate, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, it's something we looking forward to, and it's something I feel like it's going to make us a lot hungrier coming out there Thursday night. Yeah, that's Khalil Mack as we welcome you back here to the Bears Coaches Show at PNC Studios at Hallis Hall. And uh, he's in a great mood right now, Ryan. <laughs> and he really he kept looking down at the ground when he kept thinking about hitting somebody else. And while it's a cliche and you hear it every preseason from every player, uh, you somehow get the idea that uh, what he did last first half uh, in his five-day uh, ramp up to become a bear, uh, he, he talked about it today. He goes, yeah, you know, you take everything. It's it's mindset. It's a mindset. It's not about the, you know, you get yourself ready physically, but it's the mindset that helps you play the game. And I tell you, a few players have come around here that have kind of captured the hearts and minds of everybody, teammates, coaches, uh, fans, so quickly than this guy. Yeah, it's the passion he plays with, and the, you know he brings it every single day. So every single practice you go to, he's 100 miles an hour. He's disrupting everything. That's the type of player that he is, and it's uh, we're lucky to have him. You know, he ran out of the tunnel for the uh, for a preseason game, and they had you know young fans running out with him. And I, I didn't think he wanted that kid to beat him running because he <laughs> he wants to win every race. I mean, he was going full. <laughs> the guy's so competitive. He's with his teammates. He, he won't let anybody beat him in any kind of sprint. That's the way he is. And that, that type of uh, energy that he brings, and we've said it before, it's infectious to the whole defense. Um, everybody steps their game up when he's around, whether it's practice or in the game. And uh, we can't wait to see him this season. Yeah. Did you celebrate the one-year anniversary of his uh, arrival <laughs> yesterday? <laughs> I mean, social media, bare social media had it all over the place. But, you know, it's hard to forget. Yeah, you know, we we kind of joked about it when the time came around, but but at the same time, it was a busy weekend for us, so uh, we didn't have yeah, a lot of time to reminisce. That is true. Um, so uh, the first injury report was out. Uh, Trey Burton was limited today, so that you know, you met the media this morning, and a lot of discussion about uh, a slight groin strain. It doesn't appear to be anything significant. So do we take that as a positive today? Yeah, today was a positive, it was a step in the right direction. I think with any of these, you know, soft tissue injuries, you know, he has a mild groin strain. It's kind of a day by day process as you're as you're going through it, and. Well, you know, we'll see how it progresses throughout the week. But today was a good step. Yeah, and it's, and a pretty good, healthy team. You, you still got Rashad Coward working through an elbow, but other than that, knock on wood, everything's good. And so, you know, you're, you're feeling the 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 bounce of not having to play players in preseason games. And I think, by and large, aside from certain players that just they love playing no matter what, they'd play with nobody in the stands. You know, I think guys are appreciative of that right now. I didn't know what to expect actually from their reaction, but. I think they do feel fresh, and we're going to hear a soundbite later on from Taylor Gabriel uh, that he feels like he's played games because of the the intensity of practice. Yeah, I thought Coach Nagy did a good job explaining to the team the why and the starters the why. Like, we're going to back off you in the preseason, but in replace of that, we're going to increase your reps in practice, and there's going to be in, a lot of conditioning in practice, and the players totally bought into it. So I feel we have a well-conditioned team right now but also a healthy team that's chomping on the bit to get out there in live action. Now, if you had players that said, hey, you know what, gosh, Ryan and Coach, I really want to play. I need to play. 
how do you handle those situations? And maybe maybe they have come up. I don't know. You know, it's they're all case by case, and you just kind of talk it out with those guys. And you know, in certain situations, maybe there's some merit to it. But for the most part, everybody bought into our plan, and uh, and it was very collaborative the whole approach. And I think you know you're you're protecting the health of some of those players, but at the same time, as evaluators, we're getting a lot of reps at the back end of our roster to not only evaluate but also help those guys develop as young players. No, no story was bigger, really, uh, and the only one that probably got more column inches written about was was the kicking search, and the end result is Eddie Pinheiro, and I think from going around the locker room and hearing everybody, they, they really love a couple things about him. One, there is a confidence in this 23-year-old kid that is infectious, and um, he's very excitable, and I think those are perfect fits for this football team. Now you still got to prove it out there when when the when the games get going here over the course of the season. But through the whole process, um, how do you how do you frame it for everybody out there? I think the process is um, yeah, the word that comes to mind is thorough and aggressive. And it was the same thing that we've done with the receiver position or the running back position in the past. It was, hey, you know, we need to get this right. So in in an ideal situation, we're hitting on a young guy that we can grow and develop with long term. So we brought in a lot of kickers, a lot of tryouts, and, and it was a thorough process going through that. We brought in Jamie Cole, who's probably the top kicking consultant in the country. We used a lot of technology uh, as to evaluate this. And basically it whittled down to one man standing, that's Eddie. And uh, the teams embraced him. He has the right mindset. He's got really good uh, leg talent. And uh, we're excited where he's at right now. We have a lot of confidence in him. Aside from just knowing the facts of what guys make or don't make, is there an instinctive aspect of this position as well that you have a gut feeling about a guy, you got to run with it? I think there is a little bit of that. I mean, you, obviously we're paying attention to the mechanics and how they strike the ball and the lift and the, the timing of the operation and all those things. But, you know, I think the, a kicker's demeanor is, is really important. His confidence is really important. And, and Eddie has that. And I think his teammates feel that. You can see the way they react. Um, and everybody's kind of been on this journey together as we've gone through this process, and I think that's what's made it special. Now, more of the Bears Coaches Show with General Manager Ryan Pace on News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM, WBBM. Uh, he's comfortable. He's comfortable. Uh, going to the second year, he's comfortable. He's confident in his looks. He's confident in his reads. He's confident uh, in in the different looks that he's getting. So, uh, and also he's confident in his, in his receivers, knowing that we're going to go up and make those plays. That's Taylor Gabriel, Bears wide receiver, and welcoming you back to the Bears Coaches Show, brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants. Jeff Joniak with Ryan Pace, the Bears general manager, kind enough to spend the hour with us tonight while Matt Nagy and his staff prepare for the Green Bay Packers on Thursday. Let's talk Mitch Trubisky because, you know, unsolicited, a lot of guys, whether it be the offensive line, t- Taylor today talking about, you know, everybody asks the same question, honestly. they Where is he from last year? And that, that seems to be the popular question almost daily and it's understandable it's quarterback position. But to hear the guys themselves, they don't have to say it. They could say something else. They they say there's a confidence in Mitch that has grown from last year in this scheme. He's always been confident, in my opinion. But you're seeing it also from a different lens as a general manager and watching it closely every day of practice. What do you see? Yeah, I think, Jeff, that's a it's a natural progression that you know, you come to expect. You know, year two in the offense with him and – it's it's not just Mitch though it's it's all the it's the entire offense everybody looks more comfortable this year you can just feel it 
uh, the way we practice, the way things operate. But Mitch, uh, you feel the confidence in and out of the huddle, the way he processes things, the way he is with his teammates. Uh, it's just it's just a comfort level with the system and also the players around him. Yeah, and I and I also you can first of all I, I you tell me, but he looks really strong right now. Thicker, um, still moving great. You know, going back and watching some of those um, great runs that he had last year. I mean, just the eyes are still downfield and he's moving out of trouble, which is a total weapon against any defense. But just his physical maturation also, do you sense that's a big part of maybe where he's headed also? Yes, and I think, you know, it comes with his work ethic. He's an extremely high work ethic, so whether it be in the weight room or on the practice field, and I think that's endearing to his teammates too because they see the effort that he puts in in the, in, in, the, in the film room, in the weight room. You know, he's always at the facility, and, you know, he wants to be great. He wants to bring his teammates with him, and I think – they all see that, and that, that's very endearing. What did you see over the course of camp? And a lot of folks want to talk about, you know, how the offense performed against the defense or whatever, or interceptions or whatnot. But some of that, you know, you want to you want to try things, and is that kind of the mindset? Yeah, we're trying different things on offense and testing different throws and in different plays, and and Matt's pushing him, and you're going against a great defense, and I think that's making all those guys better. I think both of our tackles are better right now from going against Leonard Floyd and Cleo Mack every day. I think, you know, it makes them all better. And uh, when you can operate against a defense that's flying around like that with that pass rush and that much noise in the pocket, um, I just think it makes uh, it that much easier sometimes in the regular season. I'm going to repeat a quote from Matt, and I don't remember what, what point this offseason happened, but he said, uh, no one, not one person truly knows how far that kid has come this year than me. I mean, we're lucky. We're lucky to have him. I'm looking forward to the future. I really am with him because the city of Chicago is lucky to have that kid at quarterback. Um, again, not something he has to say because these things are cataloged and remembered, but the belief, to have a coach that wasn't here when they drafted him and to, to have that kind of belief and work that hard with him and have the assets around him and that you've also provided in terms of skill position players is that a perfect storm for Mitch Trubisky in the I, offense? I think it is. I think, you know, Matt and Mitch are together all the time. And I think the more they're together, the more they're seeing things through the same lens. And that's what Matt wants. And I think, you know, as Mitch is growing with a young quarterback, I, as a young quarterback, I love that he's surrounded with Matt Nagy, Mark Helfrich, Dave Ragone, Chase Daniel, Tyler Bray. I like the room and the, and the guys that have surrounded him because it's helped his maturation over the last two years tremendously. If the, what have you seen anecdotally from, like, if there's moments when you were watching Mitch on the practice field in those quiet days when no no other eyes are around but you're just watching? Anything that's resonating with you these days from Mitch? Just just the way he's throwing or just in general? Anything, anything. Uh, first, anything that says, wow. I mean, like, I, you, can, you can feel, we always talk about throwing with conviction. You can feel him throwing with conviction and confidence. You know, it's And I think that's something that's, that's steadily improved as he's gotten more comfortable in the offense and who he's throwing to. But just again, just his work ethic. You know, he's 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 always here. He's always doing something to make himself better, or make his teammates better. Um, it's just that's just natural for him, you know. And I think they all feel that even even away from here, they're always hanging out together. Um, he's just he's just a guy that you enjoy being around and you enjoy playing with, um, and, I, and that's why we're lucky to have him. The Bears Coaches Show, a special edition featuring General Manager Ryan Pace. Brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants, Athletico Physical Therapy, and the Village of Bedford Park. Once again, the voice of the Bears, WBBM's Jeff Joniak.
think he's come through well. Uh, I think he's, first and foremost, his teammates believe in him. We believe in him as, as coaches and have total confidence in, in you know, running, running everything at this point. That's Mark Helfrich, Bears offensive coordinator at the podium today. Big day for interviews. All the coaches, the coordinators, and a bunch of players in the locker room. A feast for the media today up at Hallis Hall. And a big week. There was a lot of a national media here as well, as you would expect, for the buildup for the season opener. Bears and Packers will have it for you with a 420 pregame and a 722 kickoff at Soldier Field on Thursday. Back with Ryan Pace, Bears general manager. And we touched on it. You know, these guys often don't get a, a lot of the attention, but Dave Ragone and Mark Helfrich. The entire offensive staff are tremendous teachers, and it's really – they're fun guys, too. They're serious. When it gets it needs to be serious, it's serious. When you have a little fun, it sounds like to have a little fun. Can you take me behind the curtain a little bit about that part of it? Like the dynamic of that offensive staff as they get together each week to put together the game plan, the late nights, uh, the, the hijinks, whatever the case may be. It's, it's very collaborative. That's the word that comes to mind. I mean, Matt takes input from everybody. So you could be the offensive coordinator or quality control, take a good idea from anybody. And I think you'll walk into Matt's office and it's pretty much, you know, floor to ceiling, uh, you know, whiteboard space. And there's plays drawn up all over it. Uh, you know, I'm sure that's been talked about. Yeah. But uh, but it's neat to see. And they're, and they're all different. And, you know, I think when I think about our coaching staff right now, and it's a major strength of the organiza- organization, it's huge for us because – those guys are the true multipliers, you know, and we bring guys, we bring an offensive lineman who's a young player in James Daniels and put him in Harry Heastead's room and watch Harry develop that player, maximize that player. That's huge. And it's throughout our building. I, I really feel like uh, we Matt's put together an excellent coaching staff uh, and it makes us look better as scouts sometimes because when they get in, uh, they're able to develop them and maximize their skill sets. The, the quickest way, and, and I bring it up because of Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck, uh, in our game, and it's something that you know still resonates, I think, throughout the league. But you you gotta have a line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Knowingly, was that part of your mission was to make sure that offensive line is protecting this most valuable piece to the puzzle on any NFL team, the quarterback, because you reinvested in Charles Leno, you reinvested in Bobby Massey, you restructured Kyle Long. He was kind enough to do that. Same with same with uh, Leno as well. Uh, Cody, and then you drafted a high draft asset for for this very versatile player who's only 21, and he's going to be controlling that uh, line of scrimmage, getting everybody lined up with with a quarterback that's uh, you know just 25, 26 years old as well. So, was that a was that a plan? Yes, it was, and I think you know it starts there. And every good team I've been a part of, the offensive line's been strong and good, and, and there's continuity there. And we have that here. And I think those, the more those guys play together, the better they get. You can feel it right now, the way they play off each other. That's a really tight-knit group. You, they're always around each other. Um, and I think that's that's big for us right now. Those guys are all young. They're all under contract. And they're all coached, but I, who I think is one of the better offensive line coaches in the, in the league in Harry Easthead. Seeing what happened this week uh, around the league with the movement of players, did anything shock you? And it's hard to give up a tackle like Miami did because tackles are hard to find. They are hard to find and that are ready to plug and play. And that's why when you're starting to look for backup tackles and everything, that is an exercise for you, isn't it? Yeah, offensive linemen are hard to find, especially left tackles. And, you know, to answer your question, nothing really shocks me anymore. I think we're kind of ready for everything. Well, you kind of set that tone last year. (laughs) Yeah, I think every one of these trades is too. They're all so case-by-case basis and individual – 
but yeah, you, the, the the offensive lineman, and I, you know, it's they're getting harder and harder to find, you know, and it's a valuable position for us, and uh, we've invested a lot in it, you know, it's obvious. But what I like is is we're young there again, they're under contract, and uh, and it's a tight knit group. Thursday night's regular season home opener, kicking off the Bears' 100th season, is brought to you by Miller Lite, the official beer of your Chicago Bears. The Bears Coaches Show with GM Ryan Pace and WBBM's Jeff Joniak continues. Stay unconventional. And, and what I would tell you is, I mean, I mean, if you think about it, we're, we're trying to find a kicker. And uh, if we would just do the same thing over and over again and expect different results, I think that's the definition of insanity. Uh, so our process that we went through, I'm really proud of the process that, that we went through. That's Chris Tabor, Bears Special Teams Coordinator, earlier today here at Hattles Hall, where we are at PNC Studios, and this is the Bears Coaches Show, brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants. Uh, you had a funny quote there, because that is that is true. That's a, 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 a common, um, I guess it would be a cliche or whatever, but... You gotta you gotta get it right. And so you guys feel you got it right in Eddie Pinero right now and he still has to prove himself. But I think with his input and Jamie Cole's and your your own input as general manager, I mean, you gotta feel really good. I know we touched on it early in the show show. If you're just joining us, we're just talking about, you know, the whole kicking process and he brought it to a head today. He got asked a lot of questions about it. He feels good about the entire thing. It wasn't some charade, it wasn't some joke. This was serious business. It was serious business with a lot of people involved and you know, uh, you know, Brock, our assistant special teams coach as well. And I think uh, just going through that process, that thorough process, whittled it all the way down to Eddie, and, and we feel good about it. You know, Jeff, we know as a, as a young kicker, there's going to be, you know, ebbs and flows, and there's going to be adversity, and we might have to have some patience at times. But uh, we're confident in the decision. We're confident where he is from a talent standpoint and also where he is just from a, from a mindset standpoint. All right, it is a 100-year celebration. That's Really been taken care of already, which is kind of cool when you think about it. It's not something that's going to – it's going to be always at the forefront, but it just kind of adds to whatever, where everything has come to a head here, kind of an apex. You got you had that 100-year celebration. Everybody got really involved in the franchise, the whole building, yourself included. The addition, which is spectacular. You brought people through here last week. It it looks better every day, honestly. It's just – it's so it's so nice. You got a, a team coming off a 12-win season in playoff. You're right. You haven't accomplished anything yet, but you're you're headed in the right direction. You've got star players on both sides of the ball. You a, a roster filled with people. You clearly have great respect, as Matt does, for the history of the franchise and everything that's been been done before you. When you put together your list and your mission statement, did you always keep that in the back of your mind about the history of this franchise? especially right now. These guys are living and breathing, and I don't think they're ever going to forget it. Yeah, I think, you know, it's something that we have that we're all very grateful for, we all respect. And I think, you know, Coach does a good job, you know, with our younger players, you know, talking about the history of this team and the important history and all the guys that have walked in their steps beforehand. And when you put on this jersey, you know, who you're playing for. And I think our guys take a lot of pride in that. And I think that 100-year celebration brought a lot of that to life when they were able to sit there and talk to those guys and meet those guys, watch the 85 team walk around and the swagger they carry and the confidence they carry, that kind of stuff's good for our young players to see, you know, but in, and I think there's a good blend here right now, as far as respecting the history of the franchise, but also focusing on what we can do. Now we talk about creating our own legacy uh, and what's ahead of us. And uh, I think we're looking forward to that. You know, some of the guys, 
have walked through the entrance, the player's entrance for everybody who hasn't seen this, maybe just check it out on chicagobears.com. But you've got the numbers of the great players, and it's illuminated, and there's highlights, and guys are saying, I want to be on that wall. You know, is it that infectious, even at 6 o'clock in the morning when they come walking in? The facility, everything was done with, with a lot of foresight in mind. So when the players walk in every day, they're walking by, you know, all the retired numbers. And there's music pumping in there, and there's the highlight video at the end of the hallway, and it is, you know, inspirational to the to our guys. You know, you do want to, you realize who's played here before, and you want to make your mark on this franchise too. Leave your mark, leave the jersey in a better place, and you found it. Um, so that I would say, uh, there's there's some flash with that, but there's a lot of thought put behind that entrance to kind of set their minds right when they come into the building. It right away, wakes you up, and it's inspiring. Do you also think it has a, a an effect on players and their own personal swagger a little bit. I mean, not to, to put it in a wrong way, to use it in a wrong way, but man, this this is the Bears. Yeah, I, you know, we're we're at the precipice of something potentially great. Yeah, we're always reminding them, them of that. And I do. I think you're right. I think when you put on the Chicago Bears uniform, there is a confidence that comes with that because of who this what this franchise means. And and if you haven't bought the Bears 100 year scrapbook yet. Uh, you go to page 19, and there's a quote from Ryan Pace. I see opportunities. I feel we're on the verge of doing something really special here. So that was done months ago. Um, but you have to believe that from the moment you got here, that eventually that statement will deliver. I guess you, you always have uh, you know, an inner confidence that if we, if, we, if we have time and we can do this the right way and build this the right way, um, that th- this is the goal, you know, that in, we still have a lot of work to do. And, and, but right now where the roster is and where our staff is, you feel like things are kind of starting to dial in. And for me, you just have a sense of pride and you're very grateful uh, to have the, the responsibility and, and, and just come to this building every day. It's, it's a joy to pull in every day. And with the, the staff we have, the players we have, the facilities we have, um, it's a fun time to be part of this. And you can take a free agent through here now and say, wow, this, this is all your tools. Mm-hmm. What, I love, what I love about it is it's it's not just flash. You know, I think a lot of college facilities are built because they need to recruit. For, the, for us, it's about what makes our players better. So everything was done with that in mind. So our players feel us reinvesting in them. And that's good for, for everybody. They're, they become better players. Um, they get rewarded. We win more games. And I think I think around the league, people that's going to be known, and I think that makes this a desirable place to be. We're going to pick up that conversation. Got a story to tell you about one of your players. I won't say who, but it does speak to what you're saying. Uh, before we go to this uh, traffic, Gibson's Restaurant Group wants to thank Ryan for joining us tonight, Bears Coaches Show. Gift card to enjoy a meal at any of their Chicagoland locations. The Bears Coaches Show with General Manager Ryan Pace continues exclusively on the home of the Bears. News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM, WBBM. And welcome back to the program. Our final segment with Bears General Manager Ryan Pace, kind enough to join us tonight on the Bears Coaches Show as Matt Nagy and his staff uh, continue to prepare for the Green Bay Packers. We're brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants. So, Matt. How do you define your relationship right now with Matt Nagy in terms of non-football? Forget about football for a minute, <laughs> if that's possible. How would you describe it, and what do you? how do you guys work together beyond just talking football? You know, obviously, we're close. We're, we're close in age. We're, uh, 
we're, we're similar in a lot of ways. We live, you know, half a mile apart. Our, our wives have become close. So it just makes it it just makes it easy. You know, for him and I, uh, we never let anything fester. So if anything's ever on either one of our minds, we talk about it right away. We make decisions together. It just I would just say it's 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 easy, you know. Yeah, but you, you're a workout maniac. You guys ever work out together? <laughs> <laughs> he has started the Peloton, so I got he's, oh, he's really? gotten into okay. that, which which is cool to see. Um, but yeah, that's kind of a work in progress. <laughs> <laughs> so you're encouraging it. <laughs> yes. Well, what he does is for his own staff. I mean, he wants these guys to spend time, you know, staying healthy because it's it's hard. I love that he does that. He has time cut cut out for them to work out. He brings in massage therapists for his coaching staff. Uh, once a week, uh, it's a, there's a one hour period where we let the families all come in. We order pizza. We all hang out together with the kids. Uh, it's so important for the energy of the building. He's really conscious of that. Yeah. And that's uh, something that I think young parents, uh, that are in the building, uh, coaches or whatever, uh, can respect You're a dad as well. I mean, it's, it's gotta be extremely difficult in your position to find that balance. And how have you managed that over five years? It's hard, you know, cause you know, a lot of times or most of the time you're, you know, you're away in the morning before they wake up and you're home at night and they're already asleep, you know? So you got to find the windows. And, uh, you know, I remember, uh, you know, coach used to always say this, it's about your presence, not right. presence. And I think that echoes and just, just being available and making when you are around being there. I think it's easy to go home and be on your cell phone, and uh, but you need to de- uh, de- detach from work sometimes. And I think we all make a conscious effort to do that. How have you honestly handled wins and losses <clears throat> as it's progressed and throughout your course of your career? Have you always handled them the same way? Do you handle uh-huh. them different now? And yeah, are some you know, really... I think tough days. We're all so competitive, and we put so much into this. You know, it can it it, it can eat it can eat you up. You know, because it's it's it it can be consuming. You know, but I think the one thing when you talk about Matt and I being similar, one thing where I think we're very much alike <clears throat> is glass half full and optimistic mindsets. So when that does happen, our minds quickly turn to the the next day, the next morning solutions. Like how can we fix this? How can we make this better? And that's that to me that's energizing. Like, okay, now now we're fixing the problem instead of just complaining about it. And uh to me that that helps sometimes when you go through these losses that we have a similar mindset. Green Bay Packers, let's talk about them a little bit before we um, let you go and, and and move on here for the for the night. What's your knowledge of Matt LaFleur over the years? Yeah, you know, to follow his career, you know, you know, and he's he's a a bright, young, uh, offensive mind, you know, no different than Matt was, you know, a year ago. And I think, you know, everybody's, everybody's looking for that. And, um, you pair him with Aaron Rodgers, and, and that's a, a dangerous combination, you know, and we know there's going to be some new wrinkles. You can study where he's been in the past. You can study Tennessee, uh, but he'll have his own flair on this offense and you put some talent behind that and it makes him dangerous. In terms of what we're looking at here, you said today, yeah, the expectation always is to go to the Super Bowl. I'm going to look at it a little different way because you got some really good veteran stars on this team. You got the two pillars that you brought in initially and Akeem Hicks, who has unbelievably great respect for you. You guys have been together eight of, your, eight of his nine years. Mm-hmm. He credits you for a lot of his, you know, the way his career is, is turned and allowing him to be him. But Danny Trevathan... And then you throw in one of your draft picks, Roquan Smith, to Kyle Fuller and Prince of Mugamara and Akeem Hicks. I mean, um, uh, Khalil Mack and Leonard Floyd still rising. And Eddie Goldman's just 25, five years into the league. And Eddie Jackson became a star player who still has a lot of room for growth. 
and uh, veterans with Buster Screen and haha Clinton Dix. I mean, as you're putting these pieces all together over time, are you seeing it in your mind's eye what it might look like no matter who's coordinating the defense? Yeah, I, I mean, think, it's something. Yeah, I think you're, you're always envisioning um, how it's all going to come together and how they're all going to click together, you know, and I think – it's, it's, it's such a team sport, so you have these talented individuals, but how do they play together as a group? And what I think what's great about them is they're not only great players, but they're all great teammates, and they all get along so well. Now, you can see it in practice every day, the way they communicate, the way they push each other. Um, that's what I think uh, is going to make them really good as we go forward. I, I don't know what the ceiling is, um, but we're excited about it. And then offensively? Another year together with Robinson and uh, Tariq Cohen and Anthony Miller and Cordell Patterson. I mean, you feel you've got enough weapons. Yeah, I th- I, we feel like we do, and I think it's you know it's been a conscious effort to surround our quarterback with weapons, and 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 we felt like we've done that, you know, with the receivers and the running backs and the tight ends. Uh, we do, and and again, I think we always. I know the focus is always on the quarterback and, and his growth, but it's it. You really feel it with our skilled players too. Year two in this offense, just I'm, I'm excited by the running backs. Are you? Yeah, from top, <laughs> from top to bottom, and so it's going to be fun to, to watch the way we use all three of those guys, really four of those guys, because they're all different. They all bring different things to the table. All right, well, it's going to be fun. I know everybody's looking forward to it. You you included. Uh, it's a brand new year and a, and a lot of great uh, memories to be. Uh, to be turned into uh, the Bears lore, hopefully, in 2019. Appreciate all your time. Thanks for sitting in tonight. Thanks, Jeff. That's Bears General Manager Ryan Pace. That's going to do it for tonight's program. Thanks as well to our producers tonight, Roger Plummer, Andy Gersher, and Dan Barilli helping us out. It's the Bears and the Packers for the season opener Thursday night, pregame at 420, kickoff at 722. Please join us, myself and Tom Thayer. This has been Bears Coaches Show on WBBM News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM WBBM.